This recording was made on Gornu country, 50k south of modern-day Adelaide. It's the only way that you can describe what a person is, describe what they do. There doesn't seem to be much job satisfaction or pleasure in this picture. Have you ever felt bad about talking about climate change? It sucks to be the killjoy at the dinner table or out in the surf between waves when an otherwise frivolous conversation presents an opportunity to give airtime to something meaningful, only for it to be shot down as depressing or boring or unnecessary. You know, that's grim, bro. Trying to temporarily exercise this constant plague of consciousness by discussing the climate emergency in real terms is bloody exhausting, particularly trying to balance a social life at the same time. But with the clock ticking loudly towards a runaway climate apocalypse, if we who realise the climate emergency feel like we can't talk about it freely, then who can? Because sadly, it's not our scientists. So you and I feel stifled talking among friends. Imagine feeling stifled as a researcher on the front line who knows the facts better than anyone. A disturbing survey has been released by the Ecological Society of Australia investigating corruption in environmental research. It broke down respondent scientists into three different categories, government, university and industry. And beyond the obvious paradox of industry science, you can't see but I just put air quotes around those two words. I mean, do we really expect transparent results from experts who only get paid if the science swings in the right direction? The most frightening revelation for me about this was that the most corrupted researchers are working within the government. Yeah, the people that we've elected to keep us safe, to keep the future of our country safe, are the ones who are clamping their greasy hands over the mouths of publicly funded experts who discover just how egregiously the Australian environment is being mismanaged. This survey revealed that over 50% of government scientists have had their research suppressed or modified by authorities who deemed it inappropriate for communication, shall we say, subtext being inconvenient for politicians. One in two. That's every second scientist salaried on taxpayer dollars, then being told that they're forbidden from explaining objective climatic truths to the public. And what are the key issues being silenced? Species loss, pollution, habitat destruction, the impacts of mining and logging, and where have the majority of these modification and suppression orders come from? Ministerial offices. This is treason defined. Here's another whopping majority. 75% of all environmental scientists across all three categories admitted that at some point they had actually censored themselves for fear of reprisal. How dark is that? The most educated and informed experts on climate change across academic, political and commercial fields intentionally withholding contributions to public debates because doing so will attract negative scrutiny from industry lobbyists or it'll cause funding withdrawal by government heavies or potentially cost them their job, maybe even cost them their career. What a heartbreaking homo sapien reality. 
after years of observing how broken the system is, not being legally able to speak out becomes harder to deal with, one respondent has written here. So imagine that crisis of conscience. Like, what would you do? Imagine that you have spent your whole life's brain power on trying to improve the human evolution of planet Earth, but then suddenly your passion, your thirst for knowledge starts to irritate some slimy bureaucrat. So do you speak out anyway and face prosecution, or do you quit, or do you keep grinding, hoping that things will change? Because if the idea of corruption challenges you and I from the outside, the mental health implications for the human beings within the system are absolutely woeful. Here's us feeling squeamish about trying to talk about deforestation at the dinner table, while the smartest minds in labs right across the country are having their work interfered with and having their mouths gagged. It leaves me feeling resolved on the importance of being vocal between ourselves now more than ever. Like, to hell with social acquiescence. I don't care. No, sorry, none of us have any time to care about something being too gloomy to talk about. The eye rollers and the table talk inoculators are the people who need to join this conversation now more than ever before. Ignorant people, basically, who need to be told that with the abundant understanding we have of this escalating climate crisis, their ignorance is now a choice. Having a head buried in the sand is a choice, and it's a choice they make at the expense of our planet's future. So, as the study's co-author Dr Ewan Ritchie offers concisely here, functional democracies rely on an informed voting public. And evidently, the experts best equipped to respond to ecological crises can't inform the public of their work, much less inform the law. The people who are most intellectually versed on climate change can't raise the alarm with environmental truths anymore, so as far as I see it, that leaves it up to you and me. Oh, come on, that's grim, bro. I know. That's the point. At this critical junction in our evolutionary history, I reckon it's never been as simple as it is right now. That if you're not contributing to the solution, you are contributing to the problem. So I reckon we start leading the conversations with that. Talk to you again soon. Yeah.